I tell you, I don't think you can believe more than God can do today. So however much you have faith you have, how much you're able to believe, it's not as much as what God can have today. So today, whatever, whatever you're hearing from the Lord as Pastor Harvey is, is sharing with us, uh, go for it. Go for it. You can't outdo God today. You, you're not bigger than him. Your problems aren't bigger than he is. You can trust him, okay? So let's give Pastor Harvey a hand. Good morning. Is my mic on? Okay. Good morning. It's great to be with, it's great to be here with you guys this morning to be able to share what God has put on my heart. You know, the last month or so, we've been preaching about our vision statement. Well, anyway. <laughs> okay, Daniel. It's, uh, you know, it's about encountering God bringing people into encounter with God so we can experience unconditional love and releasing joy and peace in our lives. And that's what I want to talk about today. This is what I want to talk about. Alan started last week talking about unconditional love. Now, how many of you in this room understand true unconditional love from God? It's something we all need to understand. Because God loves us. And when we experience that love, it will change everything in your life by, by understanding God's unconditioned love. Let me read this scripture. John 4, 5, 16. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. Whatever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in Him. You see, when we show love, what does that scripture say? We know God. We're in God when we show unconditional love everywhere we go. So what, what happens when we begin to show love? Can we make a difference to people around us when we begin showing unconditional love? That's something that should be normal in our lives, and that's what I'm going to talk about. You know, one way of... A few years ago, and I can tell many stories about how unconditioned love, and I'll tell you a few of them, changed someone's life. A few years ago, I went into a store. It used to a service station. It used to be called Valero. Now it's mobile. And when I walked in, I noticed there was a cashier I'd never seen before. She was standing behind the counter, and she was waiting on some, some customers. And I, when I looked at her, I knew something was wrong. You could tell she looked like she was sick. And my first thought was, I need to pray for her. So I went over to the, to the drink machine and got a drink. And the customers left. And amazingly, she walked around the counter and come up to me and said, can I help you? And I said, are you feeling bad? And she said, yeah, it's terrible. I've been sick for days and weeks. I, I can't hardly stand it. But I have a little girl. I'm the sole support of this little girl. I have to work because I work part-time. And if I don't work, I don't get paid. She says, it's rough, but I'll make it. And I said, can I say a prayer for you? 
She said, well, sure. And I said a simple prayer. Didn't see anything happen and left. I go by the next morning hoping she was there. And she was. She was standing behind the counter, and when she saw me, she come running around the counter. And she said, you won't believe it. An hour after I, you left, I felt good. I'm totally healed. And she said, she says, what happened? And I says, that's God. That's the God. I began to share in how much God loved her and how much he loves other people. And it was obvious she didn't know much about God. But then I went in there two or three times a week hoping she'd be there. And she was a couple of times a week. And I began to share into her how much God loves her and all the things she needed in her life. You see, she, she had a boyfriend. She wasn't married, and they had a little child. And their life wasn't good. They were struggling. But I began to share every day. But then one, I tried to get her to come to church. And she says, I work on Sunday. I can't come. And then one day I went in on a Wednesday morning, and we used to be, we used to have a prayer meeting every Wednesday morning where we just, small group of us, prayed in the church. And I said, well, tonight at 6 o'clock we're going to have a meeting. She said, well, I could come to that. And she came. Everybody in that group loved on her, just lifted her up and loved on her. They didn't know anything about her. She received Jesus that night. I began to share with her day after day, and she says, I want my boyfriend to meet you. And one day, he came to the store when I was there, and we began to share. Within a week, he received Jesus. Then they said, we know we need to get married. Can I come to your church? And Alan led them into marriage. Their life totally was turned upside down. He got a good job then. And they got transferred. The job was so good, they transferred him, and he, he's making good money. Folks, that's what happens when we share love. You see, when God created you, every one of you in this room, when he created you, he, he put something in your heart, a hole in your heart to long for something. And it's him. Nothing can fill that longing, not family, not work, not even church, nothing. You see, for a big part of my life, I struggled trying to fulfill that longing. I loved God, I served Him, but I knew something was missing in my life. And I tried everything, family, serving God, and then I began, I didn't really know God's unconditional love. I taught about him, I knew him, I read the Bible, but I didn't really know it. And I realized I didn't know him that well. You know, the difference is, what's the difference in having an acquaintance and having a friend? There's a big difference, isn't there? What is the difference in having a new friend and some, a friend you've had all your life? You get to know them, don't you? You get to know them, know about them, know their hurts, their, their joys. That's the way we are to be with God. I didn't understand that. For m most of my Christian life, I didn't understand that. We have to know God's character, his power, 
and how much he loves us. You see, when I began to understand that, my life began to change. When I began to understand how much God loved me, that's when my life began to change. When I began to experience, know all he did for me, he drew people to God, to him through love. And that, that changed my life and changed the way I started living my life. That's what he wants to do in your life. To know his unconditional love and what all he done for you. You know, unconditional love will cross all boundaries. Racial, cultural, social, financial. It overcomes all of them. Because when you have unconditional love, nothing gets in the way. Especially God's love. You see, true love isn't emotion, is it? No, true love is the way you lived your life. It's something planted in you that you, you desire something. You hunger for it. You want to do it. That's what unconditionally love for. You see, what did God, God do when he created the world? Look at this picture. Hey. What do you think about that? I drew that one. Y'all can't believe I do that. You see, when God created the Garden of Eden, this is a rep. Look at it. Look at the beauty when you look at something like that. God loved us. He created things like this. My family just got back from Arizona, and we went to the Grand Canyon, and I don't know if all of you have seen the Grand Canyon, but when you walk and see it for the first time, it's awesome. The beauty, the grandeur of it. I begin to cry because it's something God created, something so beautiful. He did it for you and me. That's what he did things like this for. You, you walk in a garden that's just gorgeous with flowers, it's overwhelming. That's the love our God shows for you and me. You see, when God created Eden and then Adam and Eve, he did it because he loved. He wanted to have companionship. Well, did Satan like that? No. So he said, man, I'm going to separate man from God. So he tempted Adam and Eve. He thought, man, this will do it. Did it work? No. He even showed a bigger sacrifice, didn't he? He sacrificed his son. John 3.16 God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God Gave his son for you and me. Folks, that's how much he loves you. He sacrificed his son so we could have life. And then Jesus, Jesus' life on earth, he was human, totally human. But his relationship with men and women drew people to God. It, everywhere he went, did he ever show hatred? Did he ever show being mad at people. No, he loved. And it overwhelmed people and drew them to God. You see, the, what God sacrificed for you and me, we can't measure. How can we measure 
all that he done, how the creation he created for you and me, and then giving his son on the cross for you and me. Jesus made it clear that you and me are to be known for one thing. Remember what that one thing is? We're to be known for one thing, that his disciples would be known for love. Look what the scripture says. By this one thing, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now that's what he told us to do, love. Imagine if every one of us, every person in the world lived like that. What would the world be like? Would there be any prejudice? Would there be any racism? Would there be hate, anger, fear, depression? No. It would be a world of peace, joy, happiness. When someone had a need, we're going to meet that need. That's what God intended for you and me. So how, how is it possible for us to live that way? How can I be like that? Well, you know, on our own, it's impossible. But when we walk hand in hand with Jesus, every day of our life, it is impossible. What did God say? With man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. You see, when Jesus walked the earth, was there peace, joy, and happiness all over the earth? But he demonstrated how you, how I'm to live our lives. And you think, well, how can, in the, with all the turmoil going on in our country, around the world, how can you live with just love and peace and happiness all the time? Think about when Jesus lived. Rome ruled everything. There was slavery. There was crucifixions. But it, did it change the way Jesus lived his life? No. He lived the same. And what he touched thousands and thousands of people's lives. Because no matter what was going on, he loved. Is it possible for you and me to live that kind of life? You know, God created us. One of the greatest gifts he, he gave us was freedom to make our own choices in life. We get the choice to, to choose whether we're going to walk in his love or not. We're going to choose whether we can follow Jesus faithfully and love people, or we not choose. It's our choice, people. We're the ones that make the choices. But we say, but what about this? No, it's your choice, my choice. Whether we choose to be the kind of person God wants us to be. You know, I was, I've been a Christian almost all of my life. Worked in church, served church. But I will tell you, I didn't get true healing in my life 
until I learned to have a personal, intimate relationship with God. When I learned, then that's when I began to experience unconditioned love. I began to realize the love that God had, the price he paid for you and me. And it began to change everything in my life. My life has changed a lot. Now, I still have a long ways to go. But it has changed totally. I got true healing. I got freedom, joy, peace. But it started not when I was saved, but when I began to walk with Jesus. When I began to have that intimate, personal relationship with him. Folks, he's waiting with his arms open wide for every one of us in this room to come to him. It's your choice. Are you going to choose to be who Jesus created us to be or choose to walk in the world? I will tell you, for a lot of times in my life, I served God, but I still also lived in the world. Folks, if you want to truly experience unconditional love, learn to walk hand in hand with him. And everything in your life will change. And you'll become everything he created you to be. You know, many of us, or most of us, we don't, in the world's eyes, we don't have authority. We don't have any influence to change the world, do we? But what about when we walk with Jesus? We can make a difference. Each one of us individually can start changing the world around us. I mean, we're not going to change all. But what if we all, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute. What if all of us, one, touches people every day, everywhere we go? What's going to happen? You see, the decisions you and I make, who do they affect? Not just us. They affect our home, our families, our friends, people at work. Do we always make the right decisions? What if we did? What would happen if we always listened to God and walked in perfect love? Never showed anger. Never showed hatred. Never showed fear. Never worried. That's what God has for each one of us. But it's our choice. I'm going to live like that. So what's going to happen if every one of us begin walking in love? Are we going to make a difference? I mean, I can tell you hundreds of stories of how people in this church show love to someone, and it made a difference. A few years ago, there was a couple in our church down at, down at uh, McDonald's down here, standing in line, and this man walked up behind him. He was limping, and it was obvious he was homeless. So they asked him, could we buy your coffee? And he said, sure. And they sit down and talk to him. And they began to, he told his story, and it was a rough story. He lost his job, and he was sleeping under a tree right across from McDonald's. And they began to share about God. And then they prayed for him. Well, his pain went away. They invited him to come to our church Sunday morning. And he said, sure, because he was, you know, he was happy to, 
to do anything. And when he walked in the door, none of us knew him. But the love of God touched that man like he's never been touched in his life. And most of you know who I'm talking about, or many of you will. It changed his life. Some people got him a place to live. And he, things were good. He was coming to church. He was going to a home group. And then, because he was on the streets, he smoked all the time and ate like he shouldn't have. Well, he got really sick. And they, they had to send him to the hospital. And then he went to the nursing home in BB. And one day, the nursing home called the, the man that was taking care of him from our church and, and said, he's not going to make the night. His breathing is so bad he can't breathe on his own. They had it. So we went down there, and it was bad. He was gasping for breath even though he had oxygen on. But we, we prayed for him. The next day he was totally healed. Folks, he's happy now. He's got a place to live. That's what love can do. Just by saying, can I buy a cup of coffee for you? I can tell you a hundred more stories like that that we've seen happen just doing a little thing and showing love. You don't have to preach to them. You love people. That's what makes a difference. So, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Boy, that's good. See, love don't, don't keep a record of how many mistakes you made. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Man, that scripture says it all to you and me. But what if we did those things, folks? Like I said, it's our choice whether we're going to do it or not. What would, would happen? So let me ask you a question. You don't have to raise your hand. How many of you measures up to the one thing God, Christ wants us to do? Love. No matter what. Does our life measure up to that? Now another question. What do I need to change in my life to be able to live like that. And you say, well, how can... See, God wants to use us, each one of us, to change the world. And you think, man, how can I change the world? How can I make a difference? A little at a time. And you can make a difference. You know, most of you know, we, we go to Guatemala every year. We take a team from our church and a few people outside the church. And we went 11 years ago. They worship witchcraft in the cult. We go up into the mountains with the Mayan Indians. They worship. They didn't want to have anything to do with us. If you went in and preached in the gospel, they kicked you out. They didn't want to hear it. But we started going. Now, we drew them because of miracles, signs, and wonders. But you know the way we really changed their lives? By loving on these people. We started going 
gathering up in the teams of two or three, and we hit, try to hit as many houses in the village as we can. We just come in and, and share Jesus. Not preach to them, share the love of God. Folks, share the love of God. And I will tell you, now all of these villages that was not what didn't want us to come are begging, begging the missionary for us to come. Because we, Tony says a lot of people come, but when we come, they know our God loves. We've seen thousands of salvations, thousands and thousands of salvations. Many churches. First year we went, we had a meeting with all the pastors in the region, and there were six pastors and six uh, of their wives, about 12 people. A few years ago, we had one, and we had close to 100 people. And there's more and more. It's because a small group of people from our church went and spread the love of God. Now they're begging us. Alan talked to the missionary the other day. He's begging us, we've got to come. We've got to come this year. Because the villagers want us there. They want to learn about the love of God. That's what love will do. So, how can I change the world for Christ? You know, God loves. How many of y'all remember your favorite teacher in school? I'm not sure I can remember. It's been a long time ago, you guys. But, you know, your favorite teacher, she taught or he taught, and, and you were excited. But do you think that teacher ever thought that after they taught you, you would start teaching like them? Probably not. But what is God's plan? It's always been. We touch somebody and teach them to touch somebody else. That has always been God's plan. For us to spread the love of God. We, we, we experience God's love and then we go love somebody else. And then teach them how to love. That's, that's always been God's plan. When it comes out to reaching others, God's plan was that I'll go love somebody somewhere and then, then I'll spend time with them teaching them how to go love somebody else. And then it multiplies. That, that's, that's been God's plan throughout eternity. The first, one of the first commandments he gave was be fruitful and multiply. He's talking about to you. How many of us are fruitful and multiplies? That's what he's saying. But Jesus did this all the time, didn't he? Look what he said in Matthew 28, 18, 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be, be with you always to the very end of the age. What was Jesus saying? He told his disciples, you go teach somebody else everything I've taught you. That's what he was saying. That's what he was saying to you and me. If we can just teach them how to love, that will, will do so much more. So, let's talk about how we can reach the world for Christ. 
Let's talk about two ways. The first one is the church. We add people. We add. We make our church, we make it a goal. We're going to reach 500 people a year. Every year we're going to reach at least 500 people. Now that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Man, if we could reach 500 people. But what about God's plan? If all of us, let's round it off to 100 people, if all of us in this room decide, I'm going to reach one person this year. Now, we're talking about one person. If every one of us will reach one person and teach them how to reach somebody else, what's going to happen? Which way is the best? Well, we'd probably say the church. 500 a year, 500 this year, 500 next year, 500. Now, if you and I this year reach one person, what will that be? A hundred people. But the next year, we reach what? Two hundred people. Because we've taught someone else. We've spent time with someone else teaching them how to love other people, what to go out. The church, at 500 a year in 10 years, how many people are they going to reach? 10,000 people. Now, that would be awesome. But if you and me reach one person a year and spend enough time with them where they can reach one person, how many you think we could reach in 10 years? 51,000. And that seems simple. I can reach, most people will say, yeah, I'll reach one person this year. That's not many. Now, some of us will reach a lot more. But what if every one of us in this room Say, I'm going to reach someone for God this year. I'm going to spread the love of God on them and teach them how to go reach someone else. It's unbelievable what we can do one at a time. So how do I do that? Do I need to go in and go in a room and Bible study and Bible study? No. We're all different. We all share God's love in a different way. We go... We, we go out and start loving on people, loving them here at, at work, at the store, in school. We love them. And when you begin loving, just like the two stories I told you about a while ago, the woman at Valero, all I did was love on her. Now, when she got healed, it, it opened the door up more. But love on them. Just talk about love. Sometimes it's slow. I've got two women, one in, in the mobile and one in the Exxon, I go in those stores at least once a day, every one of them. I go for one reason. I do go get something to drink, but I really go in to share God. And I've got two women that in the last month I've been talking to, both of them, when I talk about it, they asked me what I did and I told them and they laughed at me. But now when I go in, they're asking me about God. They want me to share, share stories about God, how God, it's been a month, but those two women will receive Jesus. Now, folks, that is normal, should be normal for every one of us. We just share the love of God. I want to talk about, now for some people, it's easy, it's natural to share, to love and share. Some of us, it's not, but every one of us has the love of God in us. It's in you. We just got to start releasing it. And the main thing, believe in God's unconditional love. So I'm going to talk about five ways to show God's 
unconditional love. Daniel's got him up. Daniel, put him up there. First one, show God's love by listening to people. You know, nowadays, we got media everywhere. Facebook, the internet, the news, and it's all confusing. But what if we talk to people and just listen to them? When you're listening and watching them, you can start seeing their hurts and what they need over a period of time. Then you can share with them. That's what I, 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 I do into this. Two women, after I got, met them a couple of times, I start asking about things about their lives. And they begin to share. Because people, when they share, that can bring healing. No matter what, when, when someone's listening to you, just listen. That's showing God's love. The next one is generosity. Maybe you have to, have you ever had someone do something to you that just amazed you? You know, they were so generous to you, it, just, it could have been money, it could have been food, it could have been their time, that they spent a lot of time with you, listening to you, just helping you. Maybe we do need to give people money at times, or food at times, but just giving of yourself, that's being generous. It's simple, folks. That's what we should be doing. Encouraging. Do people need encouragement? That's showing love. Showing people you care. Encouraging them. Lifting them up. If someone has bad hurts in their lives, whether it's physical or emotional, we need to speak life to them. Hope encouragement speak it into them it can be simple but it can make a big difference in someone's life show acts of kindness being kind to people always saying kind words never being hateful never being judgmental but trying to show kindness to people spend time with them you know, your time with a person that has a need in their lives shows a lot of love when you go week after week praying for people, talking to them, just spending time listening to them. That's showing the love of God. That's, and it's not hard to do. And then the last one, praying for people. I will tell you, if someone's talking to you and starts telling you about a need, say, can I say a prayer? You can say a simple prayer. That touches people. If you just say, can I pray for them? And you keep praying for them. If they're sick, if they have hurts, if they have, pray for them. Over and over and over again, you're giving them hope, you're giving them life. That's showing God's love. Folks, it's not hard to do. It sounds hard, but what if we all did that every day of our life? I've learned a lot about doing that. I, I do it all the time. Everywhere I go, I'm showing God's love by listening to people, talking to them, and then praying for them. That should be normal. And you can change a lot of people's lives if you can really honestly do that. Every one of us can make the world a better place. And it's not hard to do, it's just loving. You know, when someone's mad, holler and scream at you, if you're kind, it can slow them down. 
You know, if you're showing God's love, even when someone's hateful, if you show goodness and love, it can make a difference. So we need to begin living the life God has for us. Okay? How many of you are ready to change the world for Christ? Come on, everybody should be. Come on, come on. Okay, now how many of you are ready to make a commitment? I'm going to reach one person this year. You know, one person isn't very many. If you'll honestly do that, man, we could double this church every, every few months if we could do that. But it's not hard to do. But you've got to open your eyes everywhere you go and listen to what people say. And God opens an opportunity for you to love. Okay? Okay, everybody stand up. Now I've got some more questions for you to look at. Okay, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Have I ever experienced God's unconditional love? How does your life measure up to the one thing God wants you to be known for? That's love. Are you a person that loves everyone, doesn't judge doesn't show hatred, but you love with kindness. Now, what areas do you need to work on to strengthen your love? Now, I want you all, there's someone that each one of you knows that needs to experience the love of God. Think about that person. Folks, you're the one that can bring it to them. Maybe it's a word of kindness, some of the things I talked about listening to them. But you need to bring love to people you know. There's people around that need to truly learn what true love is. Now, are you ready to spread the love of God everywhere you go? There's one other slide, Daniel, the last one. When you leave someone, are they always happier? Folks, those are things that God's put in all of our hearts. Learn to love. Love each other and then love people and go change the world. You know, I want to thank you for being here. We'll have people up here this morning to pray for any of y'all, no matter what it is. If you want to experience God's love and you doesn't know it, then come up here to one of these, these people up here and let them show you the love of God. If you need physical healing, if you need emotional healing, come up and let them pray for you no matter what you need. God's here to answer your prayers. Folks, I encourage you to become unconditionally loved for people around you. And if you want to experience unconditional love, spend that time with Jesus. Say, God, I want it. I want it. I want to live my life. And then act on what he gives you. So we want to thank you for being here this morning. And just close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. Father, we thank you for what you did on the cross for each one of us. That you sent your son to sacrifice for every one of us. That's how much love. Father, just put in our hearts that we are the ones that's going to spread love, your love, everywhere we go. Give us the commitment, Father. Give us desire and let each one of us touch people for you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We thank you for you guys that are here, the ones that are online. We want to thank you all. Now go out and change the world. Amen.